You're listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show, where location doesn't matter because technology has trumped it. So now we have Mon in Newcastle, me, Blake, in Currambong. Shell's also in Newcastle in the studio as well, too. We had Michael Worker on uh, talking about the I Will Go Ride uh, extravaganza from Melbourne to Currambong earlier in the show as well, too, which is a wild thing to ride in 1,000 kilometers from Melbourne to Currambong to raise awareness for the gospel of Jesus Christ, which I think is a really, really cool thing. And he was down in Melbourne. So people from all over the place are happening, and we're getting ready because I'm about to leave for Finland. And literally uh, one hour when the show finishes, I'm going to pack my bags and drive right on down. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You haven't packed yet, and you leave in an hour? Tomato, tomato, Mon. Tomato, tomato. Wow, Blake. <laughs> well, how am I supposed to pack my bags when I've got all the equipment on my desk right now? I'm, Excuse? I'm, I'm the equipment. Have you packed like your socks and stuff? Yeah, there's a few things in there for sure. Wow. This is, do you know what's going to happen? You're going to get to Finn and be like, oh, I forgot this. Oh, I forgot that. This is what happens when you leave packing to the last minute. You forget stuff. No, there's here's the difference. I have traveled so many times that I never forget anything because I don't have anything to take in the first place. So (laughs) that's the key. If you never want to forget anything, just don't own very much. And then you just have a suitcase and it's a lot easier. Because when all of your possessions just fit in a couple suitcases, you can't forget anything because everything else would be lying about. And so you're just like, ah, I'll just put all my stuff in there, and then that's all I own anyway. So let's roll. I'm still pretty sure you're going to forget something. Well, <laughs> we got, a, we got a, a bunch of people who've texted in this morning. I don't even know the answer to the quiz. I, I think I know what it is, but I, I don't know for sure. Uh, but we did have uh, Raphael... Karen and Suzanne, uh, and another Raphael. We got two Raphaels as well, too. I think they were wrong. Is that correct? I, uh, I can't see them as them. I can tell that Karen got it correct. Um, and Sky was the first person to have it right. Uh, Kathleen, not right. Uh, I think that's also far as in terms of who's got it right. Okay. Now, it's Karen important to remember. Karen and Sky didn't get it on their first go, but they yeah. did eventually get it. So basically, oh, no one's gotten in with a chance to win the prize for today's show. I think, it's important. I think it's really important to remember that one of the reasons or that we do the clues, you have to hear all the clues in consecutive order to get the big picture of what's happening. So I do want to just encourage our listeners, don't just guess off the one thing that you hear, but guess as the mystery unfolds, use the Sherlock Holmes ability to put all the clues together to find the solution, to find the right answer as well, too. Now, we do have some text messages that I want to read, but before we do, Mon, can you do the next quick question for us? Yes, the next clue goes like this. What am I, the lame man at the gate called Beautiful, asked Peter and John for this? That one is helpful. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. The lame man at the gate called Beautiful asked Peter and John for this. That is a good one as well. Okay, I was just—I almost said it out loud. I'm not going to say that because when you asked me, I was like, "Oh, this is the answer." And I was like, "No, no, you can't say this out loud." So we got to be careful. I want to read some text messages now, though, 
first one we got up here, uh, we got a text message. Unicorn with the unicorn emoji. End to rhino poaching. That is good news. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I just love how the way that it's written. It's like, unicorn, that's the end of rhino poaching. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, that is good news. I wonder how many poachers they shot. Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> the article bow, bow, didn't bow. specify anything about any uh, poachers being shot, but, uh, yeah, so you never know. Uh, Sky text in as well, too. Not my piggy. I'm not sure about that. What I, what context was that in? I can't remember that one. That was a while back. DJ and Sean uh, and I aren't really sure about that one. <laughs> it did give us a chuckle, but we don't understand. Yeah. Uh, Franco text in. I love it there uh, where the beautiful horses with a horn in the forehead. Oh, I love it if there were beautiful horses with a horn in their forehead. Oh, that's what he's saying. Could be. We will find out one day. God bless. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if there were actually like, on like just like a regular like Norwal horses because we have yeah. Norwal whales. We do. Like, uh, I've seen it before. Well, not in real life, but apparently, I've seen. There's pictures of Norwals. They're around. The question that so- I have is that why do humans suddenly think animals are so much better if they have a horn coming out of their foreheads? Oh, for protection. No, but we just we just automatically think they're so pretty when they when they have a horn. It's like a horse and a unicorn are basically the same thing. <clears throat> yeah, but one has a growth. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> uh, we we got another. We got some more text messages coming. I'm not going to read those ones because I think that they're the right answer. Uh, so good good work. Uh, we have uh, Raphael text in. Have a good missionary trip to Finland, Blake. Thank you so much, Raphael. I'm excited. I really am excited about that trip. Uh, I've, I've been to Finland, but in the summertime, I am very nervous about going in the wintertime. That's it's all gonna I It's going to be say. awesome. Yeah, it's going to be. Um, but do you remember the story that we just talked about how I probably won't forget anything because I live out of two suitcases? Yes. Um, in those two suitcases is no cold weather gear. Dude. So... It's a little bit nerve-wracking. I went and I bought some long underwear, so 100% merino wool. So that's going to be good. Then I also got uh, a snow jacket. Ironically, I'm a big boy, uh, so I went into the store, to the to the camping store, and I was like, hey, I'd like to buy a snow jacket. And they're like, hey, it's the middle of winter, or it's the middle of summer here. And I was like, hey, I know. Uh, but is there any that could be on sale? And so they walked me over to the one rack where there was one jacket that was 4XL, which was the only one that could fit me. And I was like, huh, thank you, Lord. They're and like, that, yeah, no one, no one bought that one. It's been sitting there the whole season. And I was like, ah, let's do this. And what's the bet you're going to get to Finland and discover it's too thin? <laughs> I hope not. Uh, but no, that's why I got the merino wool. It's all about layers. You need to get like, like merino wool socks. I feel like if you can keep your feet warm, you'll be doing all right. Ooh, feet warm. Wow, socks. Good thinking. Okay, uh, <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to look for those as well too. But you know what? I reckon when Australians go to countries like that, I think honestly the best the best thing to do is just to take a bunch of money and then buy your stuff over there because they're going to be better at making appropriate attire in a country where they actually use it rather than here where we like to think we need it. I'm just covering my body in merino wool. Australian made, 100% merino wool. 
Uh, we do not have an endorsement on Faith FM, and this isn't a, a plug, but if the wool factory or the industry does want to partner with Faith That's FM, awesome. let me know. We can make that work. Uh, but yeah, Australia, 100% merino wool. Just pack a uh, sheep. Just get your suitcase, shove a sheep in there. You'll be fine. It would die. <laughs> it would die. That's not cool. Just put some I air love- holes in it. It would it would freeze to death. <laughs> That's the point. It doesn't matter the oxygen. The oxygen is fine. Give it a hot water bottle. <laughs> we got another. Yeah. Here. You'll be fine. A couple of carrots. <laughs> See you in <laughs> Finland, baby. <laughs> we got a text message. You can use a language app to resolve your Finland language problem. So true. Well, I, I, I actually got on Duolingo to learn a few things. Uh, nothing stuck. It's hard, hard app. Or, no, no, uh, no. Well, you can get those apps where you can, like, literally Google Translate. It's an app called Google Translate. I think it's, and you literally just hold, like, if you're looking at, so let's say, like, you go into the supermarket and you want to buy a carton of milk and you can't figure out which one says milk. You just turn on the app and, like, it has, like, a camera, like, as if you're taking a picture. And you just hold it and, um, and basically, like, you know, scan the words and it'll translate on the screen the words into English for you. And they also has a function where if someone wants to say something to you, like you're getting on the bus and you want to tell the bus driver where you want to go, you can speak into English into the phone and it, it'll um, tell the bus, it'll like speak it out in Finnish and then the bus driver can speak in Finnish and it'll convert it into English for you to hear. Oh, technology. It's a wild, wild thing. That You've never happens. used those? I, I I have a little bit, but not the way that you're talking about. I've never gotten on a Finnish bus. Oh, I'll send you a photo of the of the of the thing. I use it all the time, like when I go to. Um... You're listening to the Breakfast Show. Contact us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Like when I go to um, where do you go? <laughs> when I go to like those uh, those supermarket like Asian supermarkets and and um, the ethnic grocers and like sometimes I can't read the ingredients because I want to find out whether or not it's vegan or vegetarian. Just whip out my phone and it translates everything for me. Okay, yeah, you know I I have used it a little bit, but not to that level of like having a full conversation with the bus driver. That's pretty wild to me. I That's once had cool. to I once had to call France and I used the phone. On the phone, the app on in a phone call to call France was really great. Really, yeah, yeah. One time I had that happen in China, and I I have this tendency to when I'm real nervous uh, to uh, just sweat a lot, and I just was pouring sweat in that situation because I was so <laughs> nervous. Uh, we got to get to our we got to get to our Bible study here, Troy. But we have so many text messages. We got another text message here. Uh, Freco checks in, we belong to the land, and the land belongs to God. Wow. Very interesting. I like that. I like that text as well, too. Sky says, uh, no, not from Canberra. She's actually from Wollongong. Ah, okay, fair enough. Uh, she also makes a request. Can I request Blake to talk for a minute or two in his Aussie accent? No one else does it justice. Ooh, I don't know about that. I don't know. I think a lot of Australians do Australian accents justice because they talk with their accent every single day. But I'll try to sneak something in there in a little bit for you, Sky. We'll see what we can do. Uh, let me read a few more text messages here. Australia Day controversy. The New World Order motto is divide and conquer. The Jesuits are at it again. Powerful people are behind it, intent to cause problems using emotional blackmail. 
on Aboriginal and Australians. Anyone who knows world history would be amused at the idea what country hasn't been invaded in world history. We are being played. Some angry emojis. Yeah, wild, wild stuff. I will say that in terms of invasion, uh, that has happened everywhere for sure. Mm-hmm. As an, uh, you know, as an American as well too. That country, same, same thing as well over there. Mexico, all through South America, that that's a pretty common theme throughout the world. It's very unfortunate. Uh, the results of that, the negative results of that, and the impact it's had on people as well too. It's very sad. We've got another text message here. Good on you, Michael, for taking part in. This bike marathon is from Stan. Uh, love that you guys are handing out great controversy books to those interested as well. Heart emoji with the smiley face, safe travels. Yeah, that's a great book. I honestly love that book. Definitely encourage our listeners to check it out. The Great Controversy. Very, very good. we got a couple of people. Uh, Janelle and Julia have texted in as well, too. I think, Julia, you got the answer correct. Janelle, close, but... Not exactly. She's very close. She's super close. Super close. In fact, I may even say it counts, but I don't know. We'll have to. We'll talk to producer Shell to see if the if it's close enough or not. We will. Okay, let's get into our Bible study. I've sent you some text messages, Mon. Can you read the first Bible verse that I sent you? Is that okay? Yes. The first one was Mark chapter twelve. And it was verses, let me just have a quick check, uh, 41 to 44, which reads like this. Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. So they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given has given everything she had to live on. Wow. Okay. So we have this story where Jesus and his disciples, they're in the temple courtyard. They're kind of sitting around, chilling out, looking. Uh, they're doing something that I actually enjoy doing. Uh, hopefully it doesn't sound too weird, but now that I know that Jesus and his disciples have done it, I feel a little better. They're doing a little people watching, just sitting in the park watching people go by. Uh, but they're, here, they're sitting at the, in the courtyard of the temple watching the treasury chest, and then he sees different people bringing their gifts, and he's close enough to actually see that one of these people who are bringing the gifts is a widow who gives two copper coins. Now, we don't have these in Australia anymore. But in America, we call these pennies. This is like a one-cent piece. This is like a nothing. This is a, a, a nothing kind of coin that, because everything costs so much these days as well, too, like little pennies don't even exist here in Australia. We only have five-cent pieces, which is kind of a crazy thought as well, too. I'd like to know uh, our listeners' thoughts on the fact that we don't have pennies anymore. Uh, so if you can text in for that, that would be really, really cool. I always I don't have the the number right in front of me uh, for the text in Mon. Can you just read the number real quick? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. I actually have a two cent coin in my in my in my wallet right now. A two cent coin. A two cent coin. No longer have them anymore. <clears throat> no longer have the or, or one cent coins either. Mm. I don't have any of those as well uh, here in uh, Australia. But then Jesus he. 
sees the motive of what she's putting into the the alms box or the offering box, and you know he understands what she's actually saying. But then uh, there's a little quote here from Councils on Stewardship that says that Jesus understood her motive. She believed the service of the temple to be of God's appointment, and she was anxious to do her utmost to sustain it. She did what she could, and her act was to be a monument to her memory through all time, and her joy in eternity. Her heart went with her gift. Its value was estimated not by the worth of the coin, but by the love to God and the interest in his work that had prompted the deed. Wow. So the value of our offerings is not so much the value of the coin, whether it be a one-cent piece, a two-cent piece, a five-cent piece, or a $100 note, you know, or I think they have $500 notes somewhere. I don't, I've never seen one, but I've heard about them, you know. Whatever the note is, however much the amount is, it's more about the intent of the heart, and God sees past the dollar amount. So don't ever think that you can't give because you don't have enough. Enough is what you can give. Like that's the, the lesson that we're learning here uh, in our 20 million movement Bible study that we're going through today. Now we're going to move on to our next uh, Bible verse or the Bible passage here. And this is in the book of Acts chapter 10 verses one to four. Mon, are you able to read those for us? In Caesarea, there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. One afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? he asked the angel. So oh, sorry, we... hang on, I'm going to keep going. Um, and the angel replied, your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Okay, perfect. I was just, well, I was just going to ask that question. Like, what like are the, the two say, things? Yeah. yeah, what are the two things that the uh, angel actually comments on for this centurion of the Italian regiment? So he's a Roman soldier of the Italian regiment. So he's actually from Rome, like from that area as well, too. So, what does the angel comment on? Uh, his prayers and gifts. That's right. So when we are followers of God, it is noted in heaven, or record is kept in heaven. Clearly we see this because the angel has said this, that our prayers are remembered. Our offerings are taken note of. When we give to the Lord, when we give to his church, freely and openly and willingly, God rewards that behavior, not with financial gain all the time, because we see that all the time, like the prosperity gospel, like if you give a thousand dollars today, the Lord's going to give you a million dollars later on. You know, mm-hmm. like that's, that's not what we're talking about at all. But what we are, what we are communicating here is God sees when we pray and he, God hears when we pray and he sees when we give, right? And it's, a note is taken down in heaven uh, for us to have that understanding. Now, we're also going to talk about this amazing gift that was given uh, about an alabaster box that is uh, coming up. It was a huge gift that was given by Mary uh, with ointment and oil given to God as a gift to prepare him for the sacrifice that he's about to make. Uh, to make. 
on the cross. Now, a lot of people didn't know that was about to take place. But this gift that Mary gives was a sign of how precious Jesus was to her. And so when we give our money and our offerings to the Lord, we can see how precious God is to us as well. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We got our final quiz question for, not question, clue. I keep doing that. Uh, Lawson has contagiously infected me with that because we we talked about that before a couple weeks ago. But the quiz clue, the final one for the day. Let's hear it, Mom. Jesus says you cannot serve both God and this because no man can serve two masters. What am I? Jesus says you uh-huh. cannot serve both God and this because no man can serve two masters. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. I did a bit of a dirty on our listeners. I did a bit of a dirty. I'll explain that in the next segment. But yeah, a little tricksy on you. But give us a call or a text if you think you know the answer. All right. Uh, we have a, a text message that's come in uh, that I, I'm not going to read right now. I'm going to read a little bit later at the final part of our show. We have a few more texts that have come in, and I want to read these texts, but I'm going to hold off and read some of them right at the end. What I want to talk about right now is we've been studying about how God takes note of our offerings and our prayers and how heaven realizes what we do here on earth impacts the development and the building of the kingdom of heaven, all right? So, oh, wow, so many text messages are flying in right now with different answers. Uh, Janelle, I think you got the answer correct. Brayden, you got the answer correct as well, too. Uh, Bruce and Liz, close, but not quite. What is it? I wonder uh, the question uh, and the answer we'll we'll find out here soon when we give when we give the answers uh, away. But when we give the answer away with all the clues, before we do, I want to jump back into our twenty million movement Bible study, and I want to talk about some research, Mom, that's been done. Are you ready for some research? Hundred percent, always up for research. Okay, so some research has been done that only about nine percent of people's assets are liquid and could be contributed as an offering on a moment's notice, okay? So check, cash, savings, money market funds, and so on, they're all generally considered what we like to term liquid assets, you know, things that are really easily uh, transferable, uh, liquid being easy to move, whereas, you know, solid assets, a little bit different, or uh, non-liquid assets, as they're mostly terms, are... Things like real estate, homes, livestock, things that don't really transfer easily from one person to another. It takes a, uh, it takes a minute to actually work. So most of our assets, about 91%, are actually invested in these non-liquid assets, whereas 9% of our assets are what we call liquid. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the difference in the percentages of liquid and non-liquid assets, that the illustration that I see here that I think is really, really useful for us to understand is basically we take a jar, we take two different glass jars, and we have 1,000 pennies. We were talking about the, the mites of the, the widow's mites. So these are little copper coins. So we have 1,000 copper coins uh, with 10 pennies 
representing each percentage point. So every 10 pennies is a one percentage point. So you would then have 90 pennies in a small jar representing the 9% liquid assets, and then 910 pennies in a large jar or a big jar with 91% of the non-liquid assets represented. So most people, they kind of give their offerings or their contributions from the small jar, from the 9% that we have. Uh, but, uh, th- and this is this is usually like our checking account, our uh, bank accounts that have our pay that goes into them as well too. It can be from our wallet as well too, our pocketbook. But when someone really gets excited about uh, giving something big, they take from the big jar. And we have a few Bible stories that I want to talk about from big jar giving. So help me to know that our listeners understand. Do you think they understand what I'm talking about with the big jar, little jar? I think, so. I think so. Does that kind of make sense? You got the big jar with 910 pennies. That represents most of our, the majority of our assets that are kind of more difficult to move. And then you got the little jar with 90 pennies mm-hmm. that represent our liquid assets, like the money that we have that's not, uh, well, that's not tied up in investments or our assets like that. Yeah. Now, some people, obviously, they live, uh, from paycheck to paycheck, and they don't have so many assets tied up or, or things like that. But when we're talking about uh, big offerings and big giving, a lot of our wealth is accumulated in investments like houses or cars or, you know, livestock, horses, uh, crypto. I know Lawson loves crypto. Uh, so whatever those things are, they're not as easily transferable as liquid assets, which are basically just money. I want to read Mark chapter 14, verse 3 to 9. Can you read that for us, Mark? Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard. She broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head. Some of those at the table were indignant. Why waste such expensive perfume, they asked could have been sold for a year's wages and the money given to the poor. So they scolded her harshly. But Jesus replied, leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you and you can help them whenever you want to, but you will not always have me. She has done what she could and has anointed my body for burial ahead of time. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. Wow. Can you read also for us John 12, 2 to 8 gives us a little more insight from a different perspective on the same story. John chapter 12, starting in verse 2 uh, to verse 8. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served and Lazarus was among those who had um, who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said, That perfume was worth the year's wages. It should have been sold or the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief, and since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Jesus replied, Leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Wow. So 
the naysayers, Judas specifically here is saying, hey, don't do that. You should have given the money uh, to the poor instead of giving it to God. Uh, you just wasted all of this money because you're not actually making a difference. Ironically, Judas is the one who betrays Jesus for a little jar amount, right? The little jar amount of being only 30 pieces of silver. We see that in Matthew 26, verse 15. They counted out to him 30 pieces of silver, and that's the amount that he betrayed Jesus for. While he's over there ridiculing and criticizing Mary for giving a year's worth of wages to God. Uh, we see also in the book of Acts 4, verse 36 to 37, uh, when Barnabas, he sells his property, his land, and he brings the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. That's some big jar giving as well, too. And so when we think about our offerings, we have the little jar and the big jar. And sometimes God is calling us to say, you know what? It's time to think big jar offering. It's time to think about big jar giving because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Mm. And so as we move on uh, to our next song here, Oh, How I Love Jesus, the offerings we give from the little jar and the big jar communicate to God how we feel about him. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Most of the time, uh, I feel like Jeremiah chapter 17 when it says, the heart is exceedingly wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart, uh, and he knows everything about us, but he still loves us for some reason. I really appreciate that. So thank you, Lord, for loving us despite our exceedingly wicked hearts that need constant attention from the Holy Spirit to guide and direct our thoughts. We're on The Breakfast Show. Mon Mon and I, she's, I can see you crocheting all the way in Newcastle. <laughs> different angle and this can, time, right? <laughs> different angle. This is very, very close. We have our quiz time happening right now. So hey. we've done all the questions. Yes. We've done the whole point system. Mm-hmm. We are getting to the very end. I want to, I want two things. I want the answer. And I want to see who the winner is so we can give away this incredible book. It's the incredible world of insects and some incredible uh, creation world, right? What, what are the two? Uh, are we going to do the answer first? We're going to do the spinning first. Let's, let's. No, no, I want the prize first. I want to know what the prize is even before the, the answer. Pri- the prize is a double set of books. It's the amazing world of double insects set. and amazing nature by. Celadonia Garcia Pozulo Ramos. It's incredible books about nature, about creation, um, about the miracles that God has uh, made to show us his love through nature. Beautiful. Okay. So now we know we got the double set uh, for the coffee table, the coffee table top books that are absolutely incredible. Now we need to know the answers, and then I want to know the winner. Now we're going to spin first. Oh, we're spinning first. Apparently, yes. Okay, we spin first. Go. Go for it. That way we have time to get the person on the phone while you're talking and it doing the answers. It makes perfect sense. Okay, excellent. Producer Shell, always with the good ideas. Ooh, spinning noise. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited about this. Who's... Woo! Applause! Did I you, can't hear the spinning noise. Is it, it still spinning? No, no, it's it stopped spinning. It did a little applause thing, and now, how, 
tell you what, technology these days, a digital spinny wheel thing, wheel of fortune thing. Okay, now now I'm going to tell you the answer to today's quiz. Today's quiz answer is money. And it's a little bit of a tricksy one because our last quiz was also money. And I didn't even plan that. I literally, because I'm pulling cards out of a deck. And both of them came up with money, and I thought that's so funny because our um our theme for our Bible study has been um money and stewardship uh, all this week. So I thought I'd just roll with it. So Joseph Jacob's son collected all of the money that was found in Egypt and Canaan. A lot of people tripped up on that one; they thought it was like grain or corn or something. Uh, yeah, I saw that as well too. That was I was yeah. I actually thought that. Thanks. So, I, I would have thought the same thing as well. Pharisees loved money. Paul says some people were eager to have this, but wondered um, to have money, but wondered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs because of their desire to have money. The lame man at the gate called beautiful asked Peter and John for money, and Jesus says you cannot serve both God and money because no man can serve two masters. Wow, that it's crazy how. We did a quiz last week about this very thing. No, no, no. It was two days ago. No, but the answer was, oh, was that just two days ago? Literally. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was two days, two days ago. Uh, Australia Day has really just thrown me off. <laughs> it felt like a Sunday, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, whoa, here we go. Uh, it was actually really fun. I went down to uh, Sydney for Australia Day, and I went to a, a Brazilian barbecue restaurant which i've never been to before and i gotta say it was amazing do we have our winner i'm looking at eye contact yes, here he's uh his name is danny and he's not answering the phone danny if you're listening you are this week's winner congratulations that double set of beautiful books will be coming your way in no time whatsoever uh well played well played to everyone else um pat on the back for those who were just starring it uh good job everyone and keep studying your bibles so that you would be quicker on the quiz I like what you said. Well played, Danny. Well played. <laughs> it was uh, honestly, I have to say, uh, yesterday's Australia Day too. It was wild. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll try to explain the story for Sky in an Australian accent. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So, me and my friends, we got in uh, Sydney, and right there in the middle of the city. There's these giant roofs. I'm talking kangaroos right there. And there's these blokes. They're kind of like jumping around. They're in these kangaroo suits and they're jumping around back and forth. And they're just covered in muscles. Uh, the fur and everything there. And people are getting pictures with them. And it's just a beautiful scene. People are shouting Australia Day, uh, taking photos. He's signing autographs as well, too. I really enjoy the whole thing. Beautiful day down in Sydney. <laughs> I love it. There you go. Uh, Sky, you got your wish. Blake doing his Aussie accent. It's actually not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> oh, thanks, bud. I, it, I've been here for a little while, so I hope it's good. But here's what happens. There's so many Australians, they hear the accent, they're like, we didn't say like that at all. <laughs> what didn't even talking about? And there's different types of Aussie accents, too. Like, you have the guys like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Oka. Yeah. yeah. Uh, listen to Sam Tazzy, shout out. But then you have also like the more kind of sophisticated, like in Sydney, we don't sound like that at all. And I'm really <laughs> offended that you would even just say something like that on the radio. It's just really inappropriate. I can't understand why these people say this. 
It is so good. You're so on point. That is a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> so yeah, just a little insight on what those uh, what some of the Aussies may sound like uh, from an American perspective. Uh, the, the Outback Patriot here on Faith FM trying his best to be an Australian. You're listening to Faith FM, the Breakfast Show, where Mon does crochet and I eat cinnamon rolls because they're so delicious. <laughs> Uh, you have uh, cinnamon rolls and you're not sharing them? Man, I'm cut cut to the heart. That's the problem. That's the problem because I'm not in the studio the, this morning because we're finding out how to do the new technology where I can travel all over the place to places like Kernbong or Koivako, Finland to do Faith FM, which we will be broadcasting live on Monday from Finland. God willing, please pray for us so we can make this whole thing work. I'm really excited about it. Julia, Texas, Shell and team, thanks. Happy to be back, too. Uh, came back yesterday. Blessing. So good to have you, Julia. And all of our listeners here on Faith FM, where we want to encourage you to talk faith, live faith, and act faith so that you can grow strong in Jesus Christ. We will talk to you soon from Finland God on Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.